Baobulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Baobulb.org. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us join together as we listen to our call to worship this morning. We gather in the name of God, our Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Surely God is in this virtual space. God calls us to worship Him in spirit and in truth. God's love is for you. God's love is for your family. And God's love is for all people everywhere. That we may share God's love and life. May we be renewed in the refreshing spirit of the living Christ. The living Christ is with us. Praise the Lord. The risen Lord Jesus Christ is with you, and your response will be, and also with you. Friends, today is Holy Communion Sunday. It is the first Sunday of July. It's the 4th of July, 2021. And our family worship service, the theme of our family worship service for today is God always outwits the power of evil. God always outwits the power of evil. For today's family worship service, we have three scripture readings. Our first scripture reading comes to us from the book of Acts chapter 5, verses 17 to verse 42. And I charge you that once the uh, communion has been served, and once the service has been concluded, that you take your the Holy Scriptures and that you read these scriptures to your, for yourself, and that you reflect on the meaning of the scriptures to you. Acts chapter 5, verses 17 to 42 is our main reading for today. Our gospel reading for today comes to us from the gospel according to Mark, Mark chapter 15, verses 12 to 15, and the gospel according to St. Mark, Mark chapter 16, verses 6 and verse 7. I've singled out a few verses to share some thoughts with you for today's family worship service. Now, since Acts is our main text, uh, there's quite a number of verses that I would like to share with you this morning as we listen to the interpretation of the Word of God, as we listen to the message that God has placed upon my heart and which I need to deliver to you on this day. And so, our first scripture reading, Acts chapter 5. Verse 19, But during the night an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. And then the next verse, verse 23, We found the jail securely locked, with a guard standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priest were puzzled, wondering what would come of this. Verse 27. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to question uh, by, by the, to, to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty 
of this man's blood. Verse 34. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. And this very Gamaliel has this to say. For if these men alone, for uh, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activities of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not only, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. This is the word of the Lord. And so our gospel reading that we would like to focus on comes to us from the gospel according to St. Mark, Mark chapter 15, verses 12 to verse 15. And this is uh, what Mark says. What shall I do then with the one who called the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, louder, crucify him, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. Here Jesus flocked and handed him over to be crucified. And then Mark chapter 16 verse 6 and 7 tells us the following. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go and tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. This is the good news of Christ. Come, let us join together in prayer. Eternal God and loving Saviour, in the reading of your word, may your voice be heard. In the meditation of our hearts, may you lead us to understand your will. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may we reflect your love and care for others. And so may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my friend and my liberator. And so we pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen. And so friends, today's family worship service, the theme of the family worship service for today, this Holy Communion Sunday, God always outwits the powers of evil. And so sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, the powers of evil had been outwitted by God, and God used the powers of evil for the purposes that they would never dreamt for of. God was preparing Jerusalem for the conditions for salvation of people and to offer to them the full message of this new life. The Holy Spirit brought together the apostles in solidarity the Holy Spirit brought together the apostles in fearlessness and hopefulness and excitement, in celebration and in power. At the same time, whilst God brought the apostles together to tell others about this new life, Acts chapter 5 verse 20, 
God was shaking up the Jewish council called the Sanhedrin in order to give new sight to, the, to, the, to these blind counselors. Something was happening in Jerusalem at the time. But behind the Apostles' action stands this verse, a verse that comes from the Holy Scriptures and a verse uh, which is a favorite verse for many of, our, of Christians. And many Christians quote this verse so often. A verse from the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah the prophet said in chapter 29 verse 11. I know the plans I have in mind for you. And so God was reserving a future filled with hope for the apostles. But despite the promise that God had plans on his mind for the apostles, the apostles experienced great opposition from the Sanhedrin. In living out the plans that God had on his mind for the apostles, the apostles grew in popularity and this brought and this was brought to the attention of the high priest and the Sadducees. The Jewish leaders were the people were the people who rejected the message of the apostle. The message, the message that which they have rejected is that Jesus is the Christ, and that accepting Jesus as Lord of your life brings with it the ability and strength to make a fresh start, to make a new beginning, and to live a born-again life. With this fresh start, with this new beginning, and as born-again Christians, everyone will be able, by the power of the Holy Spirit, rise up to the challenge of a transcendently new life, so that those who accepted Jesus as Lord can declare, I am a born-again Christian. The Jewish leaders and the Sadducees rejected this very message. And therefore the problem lied with the Jewish leaders. Opposition came from the Jewish leaders or the Sanhedrin. Unable to receive the new sight that Christ offered them, these leaders and the Sadducees promoted the idea that God is only with them and everyone else that say differently or believe differently is damned. It made me think of some Christians who always gives us the impression when you are in conversations with them or who imagine that they have a direct hotline to God. I'm sure that you have come across people like this. People who imagine that they have a direct hotline with God, and that God speaks only to them every day of their lives. But it also reminded me of what the four trackers believed. They saw themselves and they believed that they were God's chosen people. Shuts talk about God frightens people, and it creates the perception that God only speaks to certain people but these claims should not lead us to treat God as an abstract and remote and very remote from us. Because one thing about our God is that God is present and visible in all human affairs and in your life and mine.
and so sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ. He did not mean since Jesus returned to God after God raised Jesus to life again, that God is or was in retirement. And it further does not mean that God has only conversations with people or groups of people. And so we should not be frightened by talk or claims that gives the impression that certain people or groups have a direct hotline to God, because it's simply not so. God speaks to ordinary people like you and me. But God also presents, uh, but God was also present in the fierce opposition that the disciples received from the Sanhedrin or the Jewish council. It always takes a lot of courage from people or groups of people, organizations, to stand up for what we know is right and to speak truth to power. At times it requires immense determination from us. At times it requires immense determination from others to go into a situation, to face the situation, when we know that there is going to be hostility and resistance. But you and I need to stand. And we need to stand firm. And we need to stand our ground, no matter what may come our way, or no matter what others may say. It is something that the apostles had to do against the powerful Jewish leaders as they spoke the truth to power. And the apostles felt at the time that telling others about Jesus and that Jesus is the Christ and that accepting him meant new life. The apostles therefore felt at the time that doing this, that they were willing to risk everything in this hostile environment in which they found themselves. And so they spoke with courage, they spoke with conviction, they spoke with belief, and they did so boldly. This message, this plan that God had in mind for them, brought them into a situation of conflict, and it brought them into a situation in which evil was visible. In this case, between the apostles and the Jewish leaders, right was opposing wrong. Truth was in conflict with falsehood, and light was engaged in a struggle with darkness. God was at war with evil, and the result of this was that the apostles ended up in prison to await a hearing before the Sanhedrin. It seemed like evil had the upper hand, but God always outwits the power of evil. Because of the blindness of the Jewish council, the hardness of their hearts, the closing of their minds to the truth, God's heart was filled with sadness for them. But God was also laying the foundations for the future, that one day we can stand on the shoulders of those who has gone before us. And so we see the wonderful works of God in how the apostles were supernaturally released from prison, 
with an instruction to tell others to begin with this new life that Jesus had to offer them. The next day, when the apostles was to appear before the Sanhedrin, guards were sent to the prison, but found things undisturbed. Doors were locked, sentries alert, but no apostles in sight, or no apostles in the prison cells. We see good coming out of evil and life out of death. The powers of evil had been outwitted by God. And so, when we need to stand up for what we know is right, and we need to speak truth to power, and we are faced with hostility and opposition, we don't have to give in or turn away from opposition and resistance. We only have to call to mind the wonderful works of God. And so in the darkest moments, God always takes a hand in the affairs of life and turns defeat into victory. The greatest example of this was the mighty power of God in Christ's victory over sin and death. Gamaliel says it in this way in our text, when he spoke to his fellow colleagues, addressing them, saying, Leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop them. You will only find yourself fighting against God. Acts chapter 5, verse 38 and verse 39. I don't know what, uh, in fact, I don't know whether Gamaliel knew how the Holy Spirit used him at the time to utter these words. The origin of the new life lies in the cross planted on a hill called Golgotha. The purpose of that cross was to save you and to save me and to call us to a new life, to lift you and me up from a life of evil, a life in which we are so obsessed with ourselves, to lift us up from a life of sin, a life of degradation in order to become that new person. On the cross, the very worst we as human beings can do bears Jesus Christ sacrificially in his own body. And remarkably over the blood-stained lips of Jesus Christ comes words of life-giving forgiveness. God nailed to a tree, suspended between heaven and earth. Three days later, Jesus Christ demonstrated the death-defeating power of God's love. The love which Jesus proclaimed, the love that Jesus loved, and the love which Jesus was, can never be defeated by the powers of evil and the dark forces of this world. Our God as their unquenchable capacity to bring life out of death. Wherever God's power is at work, God's power brings success and makes people to prosper. Therefore, Gamaliel, how right were you? The new life that the apostle had to, uh, the apostle had to speak about 
has its origins in the cross and an empty tomb. The new life is not of human origin. The new life is firmly rooted in Jesus Christ. Listen, friends, to what the angel said to the apostles. Go stand in the temple courts and tell people the full message of this new life. Acts chapter 5, verse 20. And so, sisters and brothers, in Jesus Christ, God always outwards the power of evil and the dark forces of this world. If you are sitting at the Lord's table today and COVID-19 or any other situation have come to visit you and you are experiencing a hard, a difficult and a tough time this morning, if the future looks barren and hopeless, if the future looks bleak and dismal and you see little or no improvement in your situation, remind yourself of the wonderful works of God. And the many times that God had seen you through many a tough and difficult and challenging situation, those times in which you can say and which you have said, Oh God, you have done it again. Many people many times remarked, When God comes and when God leads us through tough and difficult times, many people remarked, An angel had crossed my path. But it is God who had come to rescue you. It is God who has come to rescue us from those difficult times and difficult moments. Because our God does not only do deal with and speak to one person, but God speaks to all of us. And so, friends, Listen to what Psalm 91 verse 14 tells us. It says, Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him, I will honor him, for he acknowledges my name. So I slightly want to change it, and, and I actually want to say this morning, Because she loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue her, honor her, for she acknowledges my name. Psalm 91, verse 14. Because God loves you and God loves the world and humankind whom he created in his own image, God is present with us in all circumstances and every situation in life. It is because of God's love for you and the new life that Christ offered you and which you have embraced, Christ Jesus will time and again Restore your dash hopes, your broken dreams, answer your prayers, and simply respond to all your needs as you bring your needs before God and place your needs in the shadow of the cross. Christ is not dead, neither absent from human affairs. So don't let your situation close your heart and shut your ears about what God is doing for you. God turns moments of defeat into victory. Your new life is rooted in a cross and an empty tomb. Its purpose and activity is not from human origin. And so sitting at the Lord's table this morning, are you ready to be led by Jesus out of your present darkness into the light of hope and a prosperous future? All that you need to do 
is to accept this new life. Accept the new life that Christ has to offer you. What do you say? What do you say about this new life that Christ has to offer you? Glory be to God, our giver of new life, Jesus Christ, who made everything new, the Holy Spirit who helps us to live a new life. Let us join together in prayer. O God, we have listened to your word and your message spoken plainly to our hearts, that we gain or regain perspective and direction for our lives. You know, hearing to listen to the insights and the words of life from Jesus, who lived life out of the, in the depths and to the heights, and who went to the cross to redeem us from lives of sin, evil, and degradation. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen. Receive the blessing and the dismissal for the first part of today's family worship service. It is by God's command that time runs its course. Forgive us our impatience, perfect our faith, and while we wait for the fulfillment of your promises, grant us to have good hope because of your word. And so go now and serve God in God's world. In God's name, we go to serve God in God's world. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Spudcaster podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.